wow, this is a big boy. Hannah's <laughs> <laughs> looking think at the Jar Jar wow. pictures again. <laughs> <laughs> she has a secret collection that she didn't show us. Speaking of math, Not my fifth grade math question that I guess I got wrong today was because my daughter started to do ratios, mm-hmm. but they just finished doing loads of stuff on fractions. And I said, how is a ratio different to a fraction? And she said, sometimes it's not, but there are times when it is. And I was thinking, no, it's always the same. So there's the question. This week's brain teaser from Neil. Oh, God. <laughs> After the Does, does that mean bulbs. we started the podcast? I thought no. we started the pod. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Have we? Yeah, apparently that's that's your Is brain like teaser. Neil's brain teaser corner going to be a recurring segment? <laughs> Maybe. Lot, I don't know. Light bulbs. I prefer the cocktail light. segment. <laughs> We can bring that back. I feel like Hannah should... That actually sounds super fun. Hannah should take over the cocktail segment. I think you should both do it. I'd be down. I'm totally down. I'm actually... One of my best friend's birthday is next week. We're doing a Zoom cocktail class. and It's going to be fun. Yep. Fancy. So you're going to be drinking on camera like we are right now. I'm always drinking on camera. And you're going (laughs) to have... um, You're going to have some ingredients already. Yeah. I have so, to go buy some, I guess, but I, should... I have the alcohol. I just don't have the garnishes. So tell us what you are doing, and then we can oh. follow up on the podcast. Okay. Let's see here. My birthday. Oh, I'm going to burp. Excuse me. <laughs> see, at least Andrew did his burp off podcast. <laughs> I did my... Oh, wait, I can't really walk away. <laughs> We're doing something called a Clover Club. Oh, fuck. Which is gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, raspberries, and an egg white. And Ooh. I did say my goal this year was to try an egg white cocktail, so what? I guess it will happen. What's the name of the drink again? The Clover Club. Oh, I thought it was Oh Fuck, because that's what you said. You're like, we're going to do a Clover oh. Club, and then Oh. I just saw the egg white on the list, and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I need an egg. I don't know how um, I feel about that. Do you whisk it? Do you mix it up, or do you just plop it in? You froth it up, I guess. You uh, shake it. Yeah. Uh, Just the egg white when you froth, when you shake it, it comes out foamy. Foamy. Oh, Bianchorosante. And the other one's a mint julep. So I don't have the oh, correct no. glass for either one of these, but whatever. I love mint juleps. Oh my God, so I do. I also love watching the Kentucky Derby while drinking mint oh. juleps. Oh, it's so good. Oh my oh, goodness. it's so fun. There's nothing on a fine Kentucky afternoon than a mint julep and a horse race. All right, so those are my cocktails. All right, mint julep and clover club. I'll look it up. Yeah, and we'll see how that goes. Neil, you should also make a mint julep or a clover club. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I think. I mean, if I'm going to buy them, and Andrew too. (laughs) Only you cannot because you don't have a have any way to make it. I know. I'm going to live vicariously through you three. Well, if I'm buying I'm a... mint, then I'm going to have to make a lot of mint juleps before the mint goes bad. 
I mean, Luigi. I'm going to say if it has anything more than two ingredients, I'm out. This one has five, but they're pretty simple ingredients. They didn't ask for, like, outlandish liquors. You gotta... It's a cocktail. You just put it in a thing and whisk it around, Andrew. Just give it a bit of the old, you know, and you're good to go. Years of practice. (laughs) Years of practice. (laughs) Maybe someday I'll get into it, but I'm going to leave this up to you guys for now. You also got to spank the mint. Mm, well, you can if you, naughty. if you have a pestle and mortar, you can. It's good to grind them up like a mojito, right? And well, yeah, the, the maybe like a muddler. It, de- it depends. Find something else to it smush doesn't. it with. Sometimes you just gotta spank the mint. I just slap it. Oh, yeah. I thought you always muddled. Whatever. Muddle is more of a mint or a, a mojito. Um, oh, maybe but I will I think, spank the mint. I think the mint julep is a is a spanked mint. It's a spanker. Mm-hmm. I used to live with a with a guy from Guadalupe, or is he Guadalupe? <laughs> Guadalupe, um, and uh, he was the best at making mojitos. Like his mojitos were just mm. fantastic, and I always tried to copy it, but I could never, never quite attain the standard so there's definitely something to it i don't think i've ever made a mojito at home it, it, there's something about getting the, the simple syrup right hmm. i mean it's one to one ratio ratio neil but uh whatever i'm i'm just so i'm so jealous because i i have um one of my subscription boxes i specifically picked it because it had the mint julep cups and the uh, straws. Yeah, I remember um, that. And I'm just way excited. And now with the new job, um, buying a house, I'm going to be able to mint julep a lot. You break those puppies in. I know. So you still I'm haven't sorry. used them? No, they're sitting in a box. Um, so my decanter, um, my my scotch decanter, and some other things that I've got through the subscription service are just still sitting in the box because I don't have a space to use them yet. I'm way excited for it now that I'll be able but to have you could, it. You could use them though, no? You could use the kitchen and do it and put them back. <laughs> I don't. Want I don't know. I'm, do you live in a? Are you like Harry Potter? Live, <laughs> living under the living under the stairs. No. So with with my <laughs> with living at home uh, with my parents, uh, like on Saturday, usually when when we are playing games. Um, this weekend we played Carcassonne. Um, I, I had three, three beers, right. In the total evening over the span of, I think I started drinking at six. And then by the time we finished, it was what? 11 o'clock. So I had three beers, right. Yeah. And I get this judgmental. Well, you had a lot to drink last night. She's like, (laughs) Oh God. Oh God. (laughs) That's got to suck. Or like over the, in the summer when I, I was like, I would open a bottle of wine or something. And it's just like, oh, oh, okay. I mean, I'm not doing it every night. I'm not having, you know, yeah. continuous. It's like. I think yeah. at that point you just try to, you know, outdo yourself every time. That's what I'd do. I'd be like, <laughs> just, no, I failed last night. Put, put them in disbelief <laughs> every time. <laughs> you think that was a lot. Watch this. So <laughs> it's just. I learned this in college. <laughs> And then they'll be very like fine with your normal drinking now. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a fun. Did I ever tell you the story about my graduation from college? 
don't know. Not me. Oh my goodness. So in college, right? Um, graduation, waking up um, pretty early. I have the graduation between, uh, I believe it's at one o'clock, but I have to be there at 12 to line up in my specific spot. And it's a two hour, two hour drive up from my hometown to where my college is. And so I'm expecting my my mom and my family to come up early. We're going to go to the bookstore. We're going to get some like souvenirs or things and whatnot. Um, I get up early. I think they're going to be there at like 10 to go to breakfast, go, go shopping and whatnot. And so I can get to line up. Well, I have people staying with me. And so I make a couple of screwdrivers. I have this really nice bottle of tequila, never been open. I was saving it just for this event, make a screwdriver for myself and I make like, Two more for other people that are staying with me. Neither one of them want it. So I get through my screwdriver. I get through another one. And the third one's like barely touched. And I get a, met, a text message going, well, we're almost there. Da, da, da. And like, I'm like, okay, I finished my second one. <laughs> 20 minutes come by. I'm like, screw it. I'm making another one. So I make another one. Four or five screwdrivers later. Jesus fucking Christ. How slow are your parents? I, I, <laughs> beyond all this, I, I, I have a, a pretty good junk, uh, chunk of this bottle of tequila down. And you gotta remember, I'm walking in graduation at one o'clock. You have a great time. And we're going to the bookstore, we're, we're getting souvenirs. And I also happen to work at the bookstore at the same time. I walk in the door and my, uh, manager in the back he just looks at me and he can tell that i'm loaded just and signals like aa and whatnot <laughs> so then i go and line up and right when i'm like sitting down like on the curb as we're outside the coliseum it's all kind of like starting to hit me all of the tequila and then we're getting into like where we're sitting down graduation like two hour thing i remember Four moments of it. <laughs> That's really all you need. Graduation right. is boring. Four yeah, I, don't, I, I don't remember if I was drunk at my graduation, but I know I only remember four moments of it too. Because you, all you do is wait for them to call your name out. Right. And there and were speeches. hours. And then you're like, fuck. Well, and like one I vividly remember because I was, I was upset that they gave an honorary doctorate to somebody that went to the school, our, our, our rival school. And was the speaker. I was like, what are you doing? So that was that. I remember um, being lined up um, to go get. And then I remember shaking the president of the university's hand loaded. <laughs> and Hello, sir. <laughs> and then I remember uh, coming back. I, maybe I don't. Re- maybe that's all. Maybe that was the three things that I remember. Then those are the parts that count. You remember getting your fucking diploma. We we exit. We all go get pictures at the uh, statue right outside the, um, the stadium, the football stadium. It's big Cougar uh, statue. Yeah, big surprise. I'm a Cougar. Um, wow. And we know. <laughs> then I go to dinner with my with my dad's side of the family, and we get m- like more wine. And then, of course, then it's Saturday, which is 80s night, um, college campus. And yeah, uh, it was it was a good day. It was a real good day. 
And it started with... Wait, <laughs> your parents giving you disapproving side eye the whole time? Yes. Um, oh, God. The bottle of tequila did not make it through that day. Wow. So that was a good day. Um, it was a real good day. I, I enjoyed it. And I, I I didn't get sick or anything. And it was it was a lot of fun. So I mean it was a heck of a weekend. Um I got essentially arrested by a friend who's a police officer. Um got duct taped and was still drinking. Hold on. Essentially arrested? Yeah, that he doesn't sound like an arrest. He had then you said a friend. He ha- so you just played with handcuffs with your friend? No. That that's his memory of it, but no. that actually happened later <laughs> in, in the in the evening. No. Uh, we're outside drinking on my on my balcony of my apartment, and sat in one of those folding lawn chairs, and I was sitting down, and he comes up and handcuffs me to the chair, and I'm like, okay, so that's not an arrest. Um. Be- that's just a handcuff. Well, because then they did that, and then I weaseled out of the handcuffs. Like I, I got my wrists small enough that I could get through the handcuffs. So that was fun. Tiny wrist. And then they. It isn't your wrist that you need to get smaller. It's your hand. Well, yeah, hand, wrist, whatever. I got out of the handcuffs, and they, they <laughs> like, <laughs> they were not happy with that, and they discovered that I had duct tape on my counter, and so here I am the night before I graduate. And they duct taped my hands together and then they like realized, oh, well, he still needs to be able to drink. So they made sure that I could at least hold a drink. And so I have numerous photos of me like drinking and I had to gnaw my on my way out of the duct tape with my teeth like a rat to get. But that's fair play. That's fair play that they left you the opportunity, the capability of drinking. Yeah, Yeah. nice. Was he there in the capacity of a police officer or was he there as a friend? Uh. He was there. Don't say both. It can't be both. He Sounds was like there, he was as, there a friend, as a friend, but on okay. duty. Okay, it wasn't an arrest. We'll right. say that much. Which I mean, fun. We'll just know. Fun fact: you're an he escape was artist. It was like he and... was coming for my graduation, but really, um, my really good friend in college was there helping me celebrate. Um, and they had been talking online, so that was their first time to meet. And they're they're married now. They've been married for a number of years. Um, what a meet cute. But. Um, that was because after that, then we went out and got um, a lot of. We did our own kind of pub crawl. It was a good graduation. See, all I can visualize is some dude standing there in police outfit, like YMCA, <laughs> <laughs> with like a stereo. Wow! He just rips off his shirt. Marty, congratulations! Uh, well, it's funny because he he is also known for not like, especially at that point, not really handling his alcohol very well, and so. She was not really drinking a whole lot, but he was. And so throughout the point and the night, like they're following each other around and he just has like one finger, like so he doesn't get lost in like her back pocket as he's like trying to like figure out the streets. And it's yeah, just so she, like, she just so fell for yeah. him after she had to babysit him. Just comical. <laughs> it was it was great. Um huh. it was a good weekend. Well, I know 100% I was not drunk at my graduation. Why not? Well, I don't think I had any. Well, did you have a Did you, you I got party? drunk the night before. Yeah, was there a graduation party go, the night of the graduation? or? I, we partied like the night before. Oh, and then I felt like I had to seems, be there at like 8 in the morning. And so I was just like, that's fuck. That's ter- terribly planned, isn't it? Well, it's, well, we partied. 
it's kind of like a bleh. yeah. So you got to remember, kind of at her school, bummer. it wasn't really accepted. My school, oh, it was the if norm. If I got caught drinking, they probably would have revoked my diploma. Yeah, but the so. more you tell someone, no, come on. So yeah, what about you, met, you Have you met a pastor's kid? <laughs> hey, yo. What about me? I don't know. You remember four moments of the graduation itself. Actually, how you about- know, honestly, I only remember two moments of graduation. You've lost not- two in the 20 minutes we've been talking about this? <laughs> well, no, minus two, not plus two. Yeah, you lost I two. I said lost two. I, well, I said four because Maddie said four, but when I actually thought about it, I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember actually collecting my diploma. I remember sitting there and just have, you know, a vision in your head of a like a snapshot of an event. And I remember being outside getting a photo taken with my one of my buddies. Um, that's all I remember really about my graduation. I was high a lot. <laughs> I was thinking that it would have been fun to be high. I yeah. missed out on that. Those are the kind of events that it's best to be high at. Yeah, not drunk because I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and then um, I do remember more about the uh, you know graduation night, which was the party afterwards. That was fun, um, but at least they had the courtesy of doing it on the day of the graduation, not the night before. Because well, if they did, like they anything was actually planned because we didn't drink alcohol, so it's just kind of a thing that happened. But was it an official? Pa- so it wasn't an official because we had like an official graduation party, like. Kind of like, I I guess maybe that's more of an English, because we don't have like high school graduation parties that doesn't exist in England, but I know that's a big American thing, right? Mm -hmm. I think so, but I'm, my school didn't have it, so I don't really know, but yeah, we we definitely didn't have a graduation party that was sponsored by the college. No, we, It would have been dry and it would have been vegetarian and it would have been boring. Oh no, ours was like full bar and, you know. Everyone dressed up, and it was good. Let good me time. let me be clear. Mine was not sponsored by the school either. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Or it has some questions. We we just have a reputation to uphold, so. You do. The one thing I really like from my graduation is like I got my diploma, and you go take a picture uh, by the flags, and so there's the there was the. American flag. We live in America, and there was the Washington State flag. <laughs> and the way that I was standing, the way the flags were set up, it's like George Washington's above my shoulder, just looking down at me with like a disapproving look on his face. <laughs> and it, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, I, I forgot our country. It's fine. Well, Andrew. Last but not least, what about you? I graduated. First and foremost, <laughs> that's, that's the. Uh, biggest miracle but no uh i think i was more like marty i mean i think you know i went out and had drinks the night of the graduation but we had a big party the night before and everyone was at my place and as it goes you don't really clean up the night of no so i wake up that that morning and my family was coming into town i was gonna meet them at the graduation and um i think i probably had a beer or something just to get myself walking straight um but no it it was fine as pretty boring as graduations are but at the end of it i met up with my family i'm like hey let's go back to my place and we're about halfway there i'm like oh i didn't clean up (laughs) what am i gonna find (laughs) so i i mean i wasn't super panicked like my family they're pretty easygoing and understanding but i'm like 
you know, my, my sister has her kid. He's going to get into like, you know, down soldiers or something. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you never know. But we got back there. And right when I opened the door, there's about three of my friends in there cleaning up. <laughs> How nice. Yeah. That's remarkable. Yeah. So it was, it was a good surprise. And, uh, you know, we all went out for dinner. And after that, me and my friends went out again. And oh, it wasn't as wild as getting essentially arrested, but it was, it was a good time. There were no handcuffs. I will say. No handcuffs. And like I said, I don't think there's any officially sponsored party by the university. Um, that, I, I remember in high school, there's a high school graduation party, but that was pretty there was uneventful. So weird. There's a weird thing in California that you go to Disneyland for like grad night or something. Oh yeah, it's huge, yeah. But I hate Disneyland, so yeah. I was not interested. I was actually there um, on grad night or on grad week because um, they do it, you know, it goes on for a week or two weeks or three weeks and different different grads, different schools go and, you know, pay for that day. And um, it's great for them because they get to be there after the park closes and it's, yeah. Can you imagine just being in Disneyland with just your grade and no other people? Without, I think it'd be I amazing. It'd be great fun. It would be good fun. If other people had gone, just because I like other people, but we didn't yeah. really do it. I do remember when I, for my master's degree, I wasn't going to march, and then at the last minute, I totally did, and I posted a picture on Instagram of me and my uh, professor. Was my advisor doing my master's degree and then i got a phone call like three hours later and my mom was furious because she didn't know that i was graduating she didn't know that i was marching oh wow <laughs> and hold, i didn't invite them <laughs> you're calling it marching yeah marching I walking i don't know what yeah, that but means. like there's a difference between walking and marching we called it marching we didn't actually march <laughs> so you walked <laughs> We did walk, so I don't know why we called it marching, but that's definitely what I call it. It's one of those things you have to question, all right? I'm questioning it now. It's a private school kind of weird thing. They don't know anything. Like, they call meals without meat food, so. Food. (laughs) Like, just, they can call marching walking. I mean, the military does that. I'm going to go on a 10-mile march. Like, it's just walking. That is a march. Hmm. (laughs) Is it? Okay, well, now that we're talking about graduations in school, it's back to school today. We have our book club, and we have a book report from Marty and Hannah. Mm-hmm. The Brief Wondrous Life of... Oscar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I thought you were going to say Oscar, and the only thing I would have to say would have been, wow. Oh. I was waiting. Sorry, Oscar... Wow! There we go. Yeah, it was a, it was a book. It was a book. Won a Pulitzer Prize. What? Won a Pulitzer Prize, right? It did. I don't. I mean, I guess I can kind of see like it's an artsy book. Like I could see it's. It's definitely an artsy book. Um, cultural book. Very vivid, colorful language. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you can't really listen to this one in your office. With the speakers on, because yeah, the yeah. I did, and I learned. 
<laughs> okay. I started uh, I started this book and I had I had uh, I mean luckily there's no students in the building at this time, but I have a sound bar in my office and I put it on there so I could listen and usually the librarian likes to listen to the audiobooks. Like we did that with the hot hot zone too. Um, where I was playing in the library and whatnot. And, but this time I just put it on the on the sound bar in my office. And I think I was three minutes in before I was like, what? Ah. <laughs> um, before the first N-word dropped. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. It's... Lots of N-words. Uh. N-words, F-words. Um, Genital words. Rape. Um, that came later. Um, yeah, that wasn't the first thing, but... Uh... See, I wouldn't get any of this from the title at all. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Let me say the title. <laughs> I did not feel like this book was about Oscar. Did you? Yes. Okay. Hold on. Who was Oscar? The first chapter is it's about like, Oscar. It's that green guy that lives in the trash? Yeah, he's super grouchy. Yeah. Kind of is. This guy is kind of grouchy, too, actually. He's kind of almost a nice guy, TM, in this book. So... It's kind of weird to read, but like yeah, the nice guy who doesn't fir- who turns all mean and aggro when you don't want to sleep with him. Yeah, or like. But what if he had murder hair? <laughs> he probably did. I don't I remember the description. Did. Uh but that was just the first chapter. The next chapter, which was longer, was about his sister, and the next chapter, which was fucking long as shit, was about his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this book about? Yeah, what's, <laughs> what is this book it's, about? It's about Oscar, his family, and like growing up and how he gets to where he is. Um, and part of that is um, the the narrator is the boyfriend took, of Oscar's sister or an ex boyfriend. Yeah. and it took a long time to figure out who the narrator yeah, was. And as well. he also ends up being a roommate of Oscar's, and so he's he's like recanting, retelling the story of Oscar's life of like what, what happens and why Oscar is the way that he is and um, the relation and everything. Oscar is a fat nerd, nice guy. So you understand that. I really liked his sister. You want to know who I thought Oscar sounded like when I first read it and it made me laugh so hard. And the librarian was like, yep, I totally agree because she had just watched these films the kid from Deadpool 2, the fire fist oh, guy. I haven't seen it. So, I like, can't. That sounds lost on me. He just gets, like, he's this um, Dominican overweight kind of cat, kind of kid guy. Um, he got no game. No game. Um, just gets put down upon and when things don't go his way he gets a little aggressive and angry it and gets a little aggressive as i'm listening like, to it i'm just like wow this sounds like the kid that deadpool tries to save in deadpool 2 <laughs> like exactly and the librarian was like yep that's exactly what it sounds like, like now that you say that so we could you say we could just watch that movie no <laughs> oh okay um Oscar, ah. Oscar. Then, I mean, he's into D and D. He's into comics and fantasy. Yeah, for all of that, novels and stuff. They do a wonderful job of like making pretty, like spot on, like comparisons. If you know your comic book nerd I history, feel, 
like Oscar is the author. Like this is very autobiographical. Except he didn't kill himself at the end, but or whatever. But like he grew up like the author grew up in New York City is like a nerdy, awkward Dominican Republic Republic kid as well. So he has all this knowledge to throw in there. See, and I so Oscar kills himself. No, no, he doesn't actually. I would basically he does. I'll say he, that. But. He almost does. He tries to commit suicide. He actually does, but then he basically at the very end. Well, we'll get know, there, how, Hannah. How should we we'll explain get there. this because, like, well, let me ask you a question. To... Like, like stepping away from the the basic details. What are the what are the themes? What's the What's the timber of the book? Is well, it? I will say what I th- actually, I didn't hate it. I'll say that. <laughs> um, and I don't normally like fiction. And I read this in two nights. I read really fast, but like, you know. That's like Marty watching 60 Days In. You must have hated it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. And I did, and I did kind of want to know what would happen at the end. I did think, because I don't know anything about the Dominican Republic. And so there's mm. a lot that's in here about, right. especially during the mother's chapter, about the dictator that was in charge of the Dominican Republic, Trujillo, in whatever time. And I didn't know, I never even knew they had a dictator. So I thought that was super interesting and I would read a book about that. But, um. But is the mess, what is the author trying to get, get at? Is it? Is the author a coming of age story? Is it about the Dominican? Like, is it about a particular period of time in the Dominican Republic? That well, it spans like a lot because the mom's chapter was mostly in the Dominican Republic, and then they live in New York City. But both Oscar and his sister go to the Dominican Republic for a summer as well. Mm-hmm. So there's some stuff there. What do you think the author's trying to say, Marty? Honestly, no clue. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Come on! No, I'm I'm Make sitting here and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get through the book honestly, like, um, and I'm like just get through the story and like making connections of what's going on, and as Hannah says, I don't feel I don't feel that this is an autobiography of Oscar Wow, um, because Oscar in the way that is he's a writer he's he wants to write. Um, uh, what what oh what does he want to write? Um, what a superhero book for like a Marvel uh, or something? Um, yeah. For for Dominican kids and so um, the narrator, his roommate who is the boyfriend of his sister, um, ends up being the, the narrator and he also is a writer and so um, they end up being pals and as you're going through this. I really feel that this is the narrator writing and tell, telling the whole story kind of to Oscar's niece or what niece, right? That she ends yeah. up having of like telling her who her uncle was and like the family history kind of thing. And the family history. And so because because Oscar's not there anymore. Correct. And so it's like she's never going to get to know his her Tio. And so from that, you can kind of say, like, as Oscar and and um, um, oh, what's what's the narrator, Junior, uh, right? Junior. Um, as they're going, like, what Oscar's telling Junior about his writing, it portrays into how Junior is narrating the story. It becomes less 
aggressive, which is what Junior was usually doing when he was younger, as opposed to Oscar. So it's like a coming like of this, and that Junior feels bad for Oscar, and Oscar's like kind of it's like everything that he does and comes across like he it's self deserving, and he should know better, but he just keeps putting himself in that situation, and so. To get what the author... He's not a very sympathetic, like, protagonist. Because I'm just like, stop stop it. Yeah, stop being <laughs> stop an idiot. Stop doing this. This is all you. Um, so pretty much, I mean, when Oscar's younger, all he, all he wants is to have a girlfriend. And then the girls... When Oscar's older, all he wants is to have a girlfriend. Right, but w- when the girls hit puberty... <laughs> That's the one thing that Oscar wants. When the girls hit puberty, Oscar hits puberty too, but then he becomes... Uh, fat and ugly and everything. And so he has like nothing. And they make even a comparison that somebody at least suffered a burn. Um, and so it's like, well, that's not natural or anything. Like, you know, there's that's a reason wrong. to explain that. Whereas Oscar, there's nothing. And so he's like working with him and trying to help him get game and everything. And no girls paying attention to him to hold his whole life. And then he goes down to the Dominican and finally, finally one woman. I will say, I do like his grandma. Yeah. That might have been my favorite character was La Inca. She was cool. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. The the Hispanic she, she, grandmas are like the best. <laughs> she was really good. Um, but he goes down there, talks to this one girl um, and just ends up spending all the time together and just like, Latches on, and she's like, "We can't. I have a boyfriend." Let me also say she's a sex worker. Yes. Um, yes, and she has a boyfriend who's a Dominican Republic police officer. So where the law is corrupt and will do what they want. She, but she keeps hanging out with him. Yeah. So and she kind of leads him Oscar's on. And probably in his thirties at this point, maybe late twenties. Yeah. Why do you think she was leading him on? Oh no, it's like they would. Be like, oh, we can't hang out. We can't do any anything. But then, like, is still holding his hands, and it like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But why do you think she's doing that? Or did that I ever think come she out? She actually did like Oscar as a person, and she was afraid of her that police yeah. officer because he beat her, and he she can't get out of the situation. And Oscar doesn't beat her, so I think she likes that a lot. But she feels trapped in the situation. So Oscar kind of Oscar a low sounds, bar. Yeah, <laughs> Oscar sounds kind of pathetic. Um, yep. Me, generally yeah. speaking, so it's I would a, like say a, so. it sounds like an unsympathetic telling of a disenf- gender disenfranchised um, uh, Dominican Republic youth, I guess, who grows up. You mentioned cross. I don't know. I'm just putting words into you guys, your guys' mouth because I didn't read the book. It doesn't sound very uplifting. Um, no, it's not. No, it's not. As a novel, <laughs> for anyone wondering if they should read it, um, which is okay. Um, but it did win. It did win a Pulitzer Prize, so there must have been something there that that people. I, mean, I did read the whole. Th- I didn't hate it. I did not hate it as much as the librarian did. I I hated the end a hundred percent. But like I said, I don't think this book is necessarily about Oscar. I like the stories about his sister. And I like the stories by his grandmother. So, so it does sound like there's a lot of attention given to his surrounding 
familial structure. Yeah. And how so, he... so what do you like about his sister and his grandma? Or what stories led you to like them? I mean, his grandma, her, his grandma was just like this badass chick who was able to, you know, scrape by and survive during Trujillo's reign. And she was able to start like a successful chain of bakeries. And she takes people in when they're, no one else wants them and like is a mother to them, even if they're not ready for it. But she does help people. It sounds like it's very favorable to, to female characters, maybe like mm-hmm. somewhat feminist. It's a little weird because, yes, but also it's written by like a playboy, so there's a lot of stuff about women's parts. It's, yeah, it's written from the um, from the male point of view. Um, is it written by a man or a woman? Man, it's a man. It's it's a man. It's yeah, but you don't really know who the narrator is for a long time, which it's like bothered me. Chapter four, which like is like halfway through the book. Halfway through the book, you're like, oh hi, this is who's talking to me. Um, um, let me let me just finish my synopsis of the end so we get that through. Okay, yeah. Um, so then he ends up kissing for the first time this woman, the sex worker, and then Yvonne. the police two two people come and like pull him out of the car and this, and they take him uh, out to the sugarcane fields and they essentially beat the crap out of him, and then he goes home. Be- because she's the girlfriend of a police yeah. officer. Of that yeah. police officer. Yeah. And then he eventually goes back down to the Dominican. And from there... Because he goes back up to America, but he feels like his life is not fulfilling. Yeah. He's, he doesn't feel anything there. Which is, I understand, feeling like your life isn't fulfilling. But he decides to go back to Yvonne because she's the only thing that made him feel something, I think. So then... Um, and this is this is I think where the ending where Hannah doesn't like it is because the fuck does this mean? Um, then all of a sudden, like he gets taken again, and then he gets driven out to the. To he does get his cherry pops. You learn that afterwards. <laughs> um, okay. So I don't remember the. You just finished the yes. book. I don't remember exactly. So he gets detained by the same police officers, and essentially they take him out to the sugarcane fields, and he, they kill him. And like, they beat him to yeah, death. they beat him to death. It does mirror. Spoiler what alert! Happened to his, well, I guess you know. it's a review, but still, it does mirror what happened <laughs> to his mother. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of beatings in the sugarcane in this book, which I would never have guessed. But um, hold on, so so they kill him, but you said he got his cherry pop, right? That, and so is, then at he the, got raped. Is that what happened? No, at the no, end. No, 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 no. At the end. In a good way. Let me finish. Oh, in a good way. <laughs> let me finish okay. now. How can he... So he gets his J-pop when he's dead. No, let no! me finish. I like this book. It's getting better and <laughs> better. <laughs> so, it's like the one thing that isn't there. He, he writes a letter back <laughs> and it explains I that did. he did finally sleep with a girl and that Part of it is is that he gets to experience and enjoys the intimacies um, that he didn't ever really expect of having his sexual encounter, and so for that, and then the book kind of ends because then it's like it does this trail off. It, it's like then it, you kind of re- get the revelation that it's you know Junior is telling the story to somebody else, um, and so like the end is more that. 
Oscar got the one thing and more than what he was ever wanting. And so that I guess like that's kind of the the wrapping up of, you know, that, yes, he did die. We'll never know what happened or this and that. Like, we'll never this and that. But um, he he in that moment, you know, he was happy and that's what he wanted kind of thing. He was happy and he did get more than he thought he Mm -hmm. did. Like, because what you were saying, like the intimacies of just, you know, sharing a room that with sounds, someone that, that, that you love, like, you know, it's different than just a fucking go. It sounds really depressing, though. It's yeah. very depressing. Like, but that's the story. That, even that... Let me tell you, his mother fucking got almost burned to death yeah. in the okay. cane fields. So, uh, <laughs> that's a big one. His sister. Got raped by an uncle when she was like 10 years old. That's a big one. I mean, it sounds like he's exploring um, our obsession with with carnality, I guess, to a degree. And how like someone who's, I'm just, I don't know. I never read the book, but I'm just going to go with it. Someone, <laughs> I, a nerdy, disenfranchised, you know, guy that can't get laid. And all he wants is to... Have intimacy. Get both intimacy. He wants intimacy. He wants emotional and physical. And physical. He can get emotional sometimes. Right. It it seems like this guy... Sorry. Sorry. Uh, It seems like from the very beginning, this guy put intimacy, women, sex on a pedestal. Exactly. He very very much did. It feels like that there's a commentary on how as a culture we... That happens. And especially if you're a person who, who... doesn't fit into the natural order of things and beauty that that can become a lifelong struggle and he paid the price for it in with his life effectively from what i'm gathering mm-hmm. because like you know he knew that going back to be with yvonne like he knew he was gonna die he knew that it was when a, he gets picked like, up he knows like he prepares himself well, which is even more of a commentary on the fact that even knowing he that, that he still did it yeah interesting okay I think a secondary like theme, though, is the brutality of a dictatorship. Because now that I've read this book, I am actually very interested in like knowing more about what happened in the Dominican Republic, especially because it sounds like America definitely played a role in this man's reign. But like, we never talked about this one in school. Like, so many things we never talked about oh, in yeah. school. Well, and it's also like masculinity and toxicity and. Um, There's a lot of that too. Like, um, like I forget, I forget who was it. His mom that gets pregnant and is like so overjoyed because she's like the mistress. Um, oh yeah, and then like she's really happy, but like she's being led along by by this guy who is actually married to this high level thing. And to Trujillo's like sister, yeah. the dictator's sister. And so, so it's not someone you want to fuck around with, right? And so it's like it's never going to happen. And this, but she's ecstatic, and it's just like, and so it's just <laughs> like this kind of examination of culture, masculinity, um, and the corruption, and like the kind of acceptance of of this, and that you know you have, and on the flip side, you have Oscar, who is just wanting the just to be loved and acknowledged by somebody because he's never, he never is getting that or anything from essentially anybody. Like he's the, he's the weirdo of. Right. He's just desperate for that 
Disney even like you know paper you know hallmark card version of 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 intimacy and well and he he also like grows out of some of his nerddom because like he's at the point where he feels like he doesn't completely belong and it's one of the reasons he goes back to the Dominican is because he was growing up playing Dungeons and Dragons and being this nerd and understanding and then he's like going down to the shop and it's like nope everybody's playing magic and all it is is battles and this and it's like losing the theatrics and like the storytelling of Dungeons and Dragons like it sucks it's the scene has passed me by I don't belong anywhere and so that's why he feels like going back to the Dominican to like the one thing that he felt comfortable and belonging with. Um, Cause even like his first uh, girlfriend back, like it would like, she couldn't connect with him and you could t- like the relationships definitely mirror where it's going that the first girlfriend was with another guy and that they couldn't be together and that she just really enjoyed his company. And it was getting every, and she was getting everything that he, she needed and he wasn't From getting anything that, yeah. And so... He's getting something. Isn't that just marriage, though? <laughs> You'd have to tell yeah. us, Neil. Um, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> so that's just where... I mean, that's kind of the... I feel with, with Oscar, it's just... It's exploring that and it's not an uplifting tale by any means. Um, I mean, it yeah, sounds it sounds like, interesting. Is it is it well written? It is interesting, and it was it's written in a way that I can read it super quickly. I'm not sure, Marty, because you write it with the audio book, and so one of the complaints that people have had about this book is that there's a lot of footnotes. Yeah, I fucking love the footnotes, and I think I'm one of the outliers. <laughs> you do. You're one of those I know, people. I know. I think I'm one of the out. I love a footnote <laughs> in any book. Uh, I was super into them, but like I don't know, most people did not like them. I like reading books that have where where one of the page, one of the the footnotes is more of the page than oh, yeah, you, you would like this book. book. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's great. But that's where a lot of the information about Trujillo was and the uh, dictatorship and stuff, which is the thing that I was the most interested in. So yeah, like this, like this page. Yeah, that looks awesome. Well, <laughs> and there's like a section in there where the author goes. Um, he, oh, I forget what it was, but he like specifically called out. He's like, we could have this kind of thing, take the red pill or do this and take take the blue pill and go back to reality, like kind of thing. Um, I will say I could never remember which pill is the right pill. Just take both. You'll be fine. And so yeah, they cancel out. Like, right? There's just a whole mess ton of pop culture references and everything else. Um, if I was to. There's like a lot of deep cut. I yeah. feel like. Nerd and fantasy references. I did. I a lot of them. I did not. Know. I was in my element. <laughs> I was gonna say I, it sounds like a really depressing adult version of Ready Player One. <laughs> uh, God, I I hated Ready Player One though. Hated that fucking book with a passion. Well, if you didn't I, get all the references, as you say here, then no, I can it's not the references. Why. I hated these are, the narrator. These are deeper and nerdier. Oh, you you hated. Um, uh, I fucking hate that cuck. I hate that guy. Whoever the narrator in Ready Player One is, I hated him. Hmm. And at least this book, I didn't like Oscar. I didn't hate him because he was just kind of a fat slub and just kind of like, you're just there. It's kind of your fault that you're unhappy, but like you're not doing anything, but it's not bothering me. But like, ugh, the guy in Ready Player One, I hated that guy. 
And this book, because it's not all about Oscar, made it more palatable for me as well. Yeah, Oscar is the the fly in the wall that's really quiet and it's just. So I guess it is. I would. It's not. There's some. Like you get to know Oscar and he's. He's he's an okay guy. He's just. He's fine. Dense. He's just kind of boring. Yeah. And he just. He's passive. Puts himself in a situation where it's. It's no bad news. It's bad news bears. He's extremely passive until the very end. The most activity I've seen is when he knows he's going to go get murdered. There's nothing wrong with being boring, but if you're unhappy because of your own boringness, boringness, that's your Mm -hmm. fault. That's that's exactly what it is. And it it seems like that's kind of what it sounds like. It's possibly a commentary to that effect, right? That's the author's saying something along those lines of it sounds like his passivity is makes him more of just a reflection of the circumstances he finds himself in i guess and that he's more of a sponge like just sort of soaking in whatever cultural um influences he's getting which causes him to be you know as andrew said place intimacy on a pedestal and sort of i don't know can't put that pussy on a pedestal. Well, you can. You just never. You just never obtain it. <laughs> um, well, and I think another thing about this book is the the narrator is not necessarily sympathetic to Oscar, right? In parts of it either, which I was fine with because I'm not that sympathetic to Oscar after a while either. Well, he calls him out on his shit, like that's which is why I think that's why you're like play, Ready Player One is because we're supposed to think that protagonist is the hero and he's the fucking worst we don't have to talk about ready player one i hate that book. <laughs> um yeah no how did you feel about the spanish um i mean it was okay <laughs> it was spoken to Wait, me are you talking about like spanish language yeah because that was another complaint that i saw is that it does just switch into spanish um or slang I feel like some of it has to be Dominican Republic slang because it doesn't even seem quite like Spanish. And so there's they, he just throws it in there. He doesn't explain it. He's not going to hold your hand with not it. Not even in was, the footnotes? Nope. Oh, my uh, goodness. I mean. Which I thought was fine because, like, yeah, it kind of felt like being immersed in a different culture. But a lot, a lot of people didn't like that they didn't know what it was. But you get the idea of what he's saying by the context. Yeah, I, I mean, I listened to it. I didn't read it. So it was just like listening to I, um, Spanish. Spanish coworkers or people like, like having a conversation. Like I have some friends and um, colleagues that will occasionally drop Spanish words in conversation and you just kind of pick it up on based on the context. So um, to me, it wasn't a big issue. I will say, if you've recently gotten your heart broken by a Spanish person, don't read this fucking book. Did you get but, uh, your heart broken by a Spanish dude? A, well, a Mexican dude, but he speaks Spanish. Um, I opened it up and I was like, God damn it. But it was fine. But you picked it, Hannah. Well, I had no idea what was in Don't it. be an Oscar about this situation. <laughs> Yeah, come on. I also, like, I was reading it at night before I went to bed, so I had my phone next to me, so I didn't look any of it up, which I might have done with any other book, but I thought it was fine. I didn't mind All right. Hannah, out of 10, what would you give it? Out of 10? 
Is that a... Does it really matter what you put it out of? I was going to say, no, out of seven. Well, I was already going to give seven. it a three out of five, but like... Give it out of seven. <laughs> now you have to do the math. Um, like... What's the ratio? <laughs> do the fraction. I mean, it kept me intrigued, and I read it all in two days. And I don't regret the time that I spent reading it. I don't think it was a waste of time. And I think it, um... Gave me some ideas of some new things that I might want to do some research on and read some, like, actual history books about, not fiction. I'm not a huge fiction person to begin with, so, like, ugh, maybe a four? You gave it a three out of five, and now you're going to wow. get about a four that, out of ten? Jesus Christ. <laughs> do you do math at all, Hannah? <laughs> that's a, no, I that's never a... do. I let the internet do it. No, I was just trying to, like... This is going to be a really good cocktail session. The best thing you said is that you, you believe that history is not fiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, fair. Well, it does kind of show the fiction that is given to American students in history class. Because we never talked about this. Or any of the dictatorships that were happening in, like, the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean stuff. Like, that never, ever, ever came up. We, we didn't even talk yeah. about Cuba, and Cuba was a big fucking deal. Oh, the book mentions Cuba. <laughs> I know! It kind of... I, I mean, it has Cuba a little bit. To be fair, though, you, you said, I read it quickly. I didn't feel it was a waste of time. It was interesting. It made me think about new things. Okay, four, five out, five. four out of yeah. ten. <laughs> that seems a bit harsh. <laughs> well, it's because I don't like fiction, but I, I guess I could bump it up to, like, a six, maybe. Because it did... I didn't hate it. I was I liked some of the characters a lot, actually. Oscar's kind of a dud, but it's whatever. I don't really know what the point is. I never really got that one exactly, but I'll give it, I but guess, based, a, based on the fact that there's other things you want to explore from it, it's not a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. So maybe a six. Okay. And it's six not out like, of ten. One of the things I have read a lot of is like fiction books about rich white people. And those are fucking boring as shit. So, like, this was something different. Uh, like at least. American Psycho? Great Gatsby. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, great, I hate the Great Gatsby. It's such a stupid one. This is different than something I would have read um, on my own. So, it was good. What about you, Six. Marty? Culturally significant, looking at things from a different culture. I could see it being a good book. I equate it to kind of that, um, you know, best picture movie that kind of makes you feel a little. Um, uncomfortable, out of your shoes. Um, kind of like along the lines of um, Moonlight when that came out. I haven't seen it. Um, and then it just, I, again, with Hannah, um, as I'm, I, I kept waiting for the, and the point to the story is what? So it did leave me like, kind of like, what's, why are we doing this a little bit? Um, all in all, um, I did enjoy it much more than the queue, which, <laughs> That's given. which is a very low bar to step over. Well, you just stepped over um, that, but okay. So with that, um, I I would read this again or put the audiobook on again, but I can't see doing it anytime soon. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a five and a half. Like, a, so we're about the yeah, same on this. Like, like if someone, I wouldn't recommend it if someone asked me, 
Oh, what book should I read next? This is not the one I would say. But if someone says, I've heard about Wow. I also, hold on a second. Thanks. Because his name isn't Oscar Wow. No, it's not. His name is Oscar de Leon. But they call him (laughs) Oscar. Wow. Wow. Because of. He wants to be a a writer like um, Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde. And somehow Wilde in the Spanish accent turned into Wow. But I don't know how that works exactly. I'm going to, like, I'm donating it. So that means I didn't love it. So, but it's fine. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a good <laughs> lukewarm recommendation? Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean. I'd like to find a book written by a historian about the Dominican Republic at this point. Or about the dictatorships in general of all those island nations. But, like, so it, did, it gave me something new to think about. I liked that part. It uh, makes me question the librarian's suggestions. I would say she didn't read this one. She either, did. Though. She did read this. She didn't read it before, but she read it afterwards. Yeah, I know. Um, she keeps doing suggestions and, that she hasn't read. And she, um, this one, well, she had read the cue before. Oh, I didn't um, know that. This one, when she read it, wasn't a huge fan of it either. So I consider the cue as a as a swing and a miss. This is a foul tip. Either way, that's two strikes. One more strike. And we're never talking to the librarian again. We'll see what happens. But I guess we're gonna see next week how you guys felt about the overstory. Hold on now. I'm gonna defend the librarian here. At least she's coming in with suggestions. Wow. Yes, no, I All right. So I appreciate that. But I'd like to hear from her why she didn't like it. Um, that's kind of what I wanted too, Marty, because you did text the Discord. You're like, the librarian hates this book, and I was like Tell me more, and why did she recommend it? But um, she, I mean, she didn't care for it. She likes the overstory a lot more, and so I mean, just well, that's next. Even week. just with the, I mean, and this is the funny thing is like talking with her about this book is this book is on some school list for diversity and and other things, and I'm like, what? <laughs> just based on the subject matter of the N word and. Rapes the N word isn't there like, a lot. The sexual content the and a lot of things. Dominican I was like, public used. really? Really? They're putting this on school lists? This is, I'm like, I don't know. Junior, senior like, level at the. I would say senior level. But like, you're in high school. You, it's fine. Like, I don't feel be like you can infantilize <laughs> high school students because like. They definitely have all their hormones flying everywhere, so it's not like the first time they've ever heard about sex. And it, it is the N-word. I can't say it, but the the author is from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Republic. I guess they say it there. If he wants to say it, that's fine. I mean, I read Huck Finn in my junior year. Yeah, um, I just can't like read certain passages out loud. Yeah, and so, like, Huck Finn, you know what you're getting into. This book... Then it, it caught like, me off guard. I was not what I was expecting. So, because I like I'm like I'm saying, I'm still not 100 percent sure what it's about. So I don't know what <laughs> the high school exactly. Were that's like about. that's my biggest complaint with this whole book is I'm like, and the point was, outside of that, like if there if I could tell going through it what the discernible point to the whole story was. Oh, that you guys, might, I have to look it up. That might, what was it called again? That might get um, a seven 
if if I yeah. understood a point to it. But, but it's not going to change my my whole like rest of the review. But it's just of what's going on. But if I was given this book as a senior and then told to write an essay about it, I would be kind of mad. I would too. Unless they would let me write a truthful essay about how I felt about it. But if they wanted me to, you know. And analyze it? What does it mean the sugarcane fields? Like, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to analyze this book at all. Like, that you even got me talking about this for 20 minutes is a lot. That's why I wanted to. Well, I'm good at complaining. That's why I wanted to do the synopsis, because. So well, it it was hard to do the synopsis though, because what was it about? I kind of noticed that I was trying to like figure out what this book was about, and you guys were just waffling about, kind of like, well, you know, like it's not about Oscar, but he has a sister. <laughs> that was kind of the experience of reading it. I'll so, say that I'm reading. Listen, listen up. I'm I'm looking okay. very quickly, very quickly at the Wikipedia, and I'm not going to read the whole whole thing, but basically. From what this is telling me, as someone who hasn't read the book, um, it's a book that employs several narrative um, styles. It incorporates, um, it's a social political commentary on the US, um, where's that bit gone? On the, the, uh, it's called, they say it's speculative fiction, which is a subcategory of fiction that deals with ideas that are not directly real, but rather imaginative or futuristic. I will say the one thing we didn't talk about at all is that Oscar's family has the fuku, which is a curse. Right. It yeah. talks about magical realism. And, yeah. And, and it and talks like, about the, the, the him US. Him dying is like part of the curse. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not which, a surprise. Which is apparently a common theme in, in Dominican literature and culture. Um, and then about the U.S. Uh, let me read that part again. Where is it? Uh, social and political commentary on... Oh, yeah, the the kid that gets sold um, to another family. Jeez, I completely forgot about that. That's his mom. The U.S.-sponsored dictatorship of Rafael Trujillo that lasted over 30 years. Um, it I includes him as a character that. in the story but limits his representation. Um, He's mostly in the footnotes is what yeah, you hear about Trujillo, but... The Fuku Curse is that curse symbols to represent Dominican history and the Fuku curse. It sounds kind of, I did kind of like the beginning when they said the Fuku court, the Fuku curse began when Columbus like stepped foot on whatever Island he found first. Cause the white man brought terrible shit. And then America puts his finger in everybody else's pie. And you know, so there's one here that we kind of touched on. Um, the author is understands how advantageous appearance is in social situations in the Dominican Republic. Um, the idea, you know, just just that idea of beauty and um, being desired in a romantic way. Uh, and machismo, machismo. Machi- I can say that word. Machismo. 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 Like how that's a big part of a like a male Dominican Republic Republic boy, but like. It has its, you know, negatives as yeah. well. And, uh, and masculinity, I guess, as of an obvious theme. The nerdiness of Oscar. Okay, let's just not la- him... read the Wikipedia, though. I'm, no, I'm not. But <laughs> no, like, no, no, I think no, he's getting to uh, what this book is about. Dude, this is like <laughs> 10 pages long. I'm just picking out sort of I mean, this is close to your synopsis, Marty. Right, but yeah, we already just like rehashed that. Said. 
Yeah, but it, not not as well as Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, worry. I when Andrew like, and I type review, an essay, when we uh, review our book, you can slam us. That's fine. I will look up the overstory on Wikipedia before the podcast <laughs> next week. Wait, hold on now. You can't do that. It's not like we looked anything up. Yeah, we didn't look it up. Oh, I looked stuff up before this thing, but I didn't. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm me. Did it help? And you just finished the book like an hour or two hours ago, so you didn't have that much time. You're not supposed to tell people that. No, I like to pull the curtain back, see the mess. I mean, <laughs> from books that I, books that I have read, that this sounds similar to was I mentioned Ready Player One in a more of a funny way, but I think um, Marabou Stork Nightmares is an interesting book by Irving Welsh. Um, and uh, White Sargasso Sea is uh, obviously a famous literary work written by a Dominican author, uh, Jean Rice, which is kind of like Jane Eyre's, Jane Eyre in, um, you know, post-colonial Dominica. Um, I don't know why I'm saying this, but that's what sounds <laughs> like. The vibe of what you're saying seems along those lines. Um all right, this is interesting because I guess wow is worth six because now I also want to read Wide Sargasso Sea. So it's really opened me up to at least two different... Uh, Wide Sargasso Sea is a classic and short book, so it's pretty short. You get through it. And if you read that in two days, you probably get through it in, in a day. Um, but it's it has similar things like mag- that like magical realism, very, very voodoo um, vibe. Um but it's set in Jamaica and, and Dominica and so forth. So, yeah. Okay. Try check it out. That was a book I did read, in, I think, in high school. I've never heard of it until today, but I have the tab open about it now. So, so the book did lead me to other areas of interest, which I can't say it did nothing, which some books do. So you're saying the book one make you read something else. <laughs> that's not bad that's not a bad thing no could be worse well, it depends how you look like, at it i just want i want a lot more background on the dictatorships that were happening during the 50s and 60s and how america was trying to shadow government these countries i want to read something about that it does that's sound as if factional it, like the very factual. first sentence in the whole wikipedia thing is about the um the author being raised under the ex- experience under the dictator Rafael Trujillo. I don't know how you say that. Um, so that does seem pretty pivotal to the to the backdrop of the whole situation. So yeah, it is the backdrop. It explains why they're in New York because his mother had to leave the Dominican Republic because she got fucking lit on fire. So, uh, but. And then it's interesting because when Oscar and his sister go back to the Dominican Republic, it's more like the 90s. So it's not a dictatorship anymore. It's like a country trying to rebuild itself, mm-hmm. which is also a very interesting place to be. Which historically in that time frame, and I think, Hannah, what you're trying to get at, in the time of where the bulk of the story takes place, um, Washington or the United States government has set up this thing called Washington Accords or... Washington Agreement, essentially for Central and South American countries, um, where it oh, kind of allows for pseudo-capitalism, 
and this agreement and kind of thing. And it leads to a lot of um, dictatorships and faulting of, of, of um, false starts with the economy. And it's done a lot of bad things. It's like a lot of bad um, things. And, you know, that's why you have such animosity um, for like Venezuela and to, towards the United States and not like all the other countries. So it's like, oh, is it? I think it's Costa Rica is like the one example where the things actually worked somewhat right. Um, but even then it, it didn't. And so like, yeah, it is kind of an interesting time, but you also learn how that doctrine, um, I want to say it was Nixon, Carter or Reagan. I want to say it was Nixon. Nixon. Um, and fucking Reagan. That it, Carter's fine with that. It came, came about, um, I wrote a paper about it in college, and I just can't remember all of it. I feel it. like it had to be at least Nixon because this the just this dictatorship felt like it was like in the fifties. Um, I don't I don't remember the times exactly. Let's not. Yeah, I mean we have to go on this. Here, this podcast is already an hour long, so but it's just yeah, yeah. There are some interesting oh, times. So like, just be careful when you examine that because you're going to learn that the United States wasn't that great. I already know that. Um, I kind of want to read. Like, at this point, I kind of want to read a lot of stuff about how America has been an asshole. Because, <laughs> um, so if anyone has suggestions about books where America put its, like, fucking finger where it didn't belong, let me know. Yeah, I got a few. Um, <laughs> because I'm upset about how America is treating itself. And I know it thinks it's had the authority to run every other country that they don't consider civilized well there so. was one i read in college it was called crude about oil and um war in the oh. middle east so um oh god that would yeah yeah crude. have fun with that i'm gonna say nothing because i'm from britain yeah yeah, yeah brit yeah yeah, yeah lobster say, back. we were some you, of the worst you are the worst colonizers to ever be so what are you gonna and do you're you're not doing so great right now and neither are we I kind of feel like hang on, hang on. I disagree. We're doing great in terms of colonialism. Can can we just agree that the Spaniards <laughs> were probably the worst? Mm. They were the, they kind of started it, but England definitely they wiped let it out civilizations. Go for a long time. We mas- Britain mastered it. Did you know though? Or perfected that the it. Native Americans gave syphilis to the Europeans as a gift. Did they really? That's really, yeah. That's actually so, cool. It's, suck on that, that. I, I feel good about that. That's a good thing. I do too. Yeah. I'm just like that's great because syphilis is a a long, terrible disease. You lose your mind the end, and they didn't have any cures for it until you know, probably the 50s, 1950s. So yeah, it feels fair. <laughs> it feels fair. Yeah, decimate the population, make you lose your mind. Yeah, Yay! So I was going to say just before we quit, yeah, the book is called The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde. So, you know, I guess it wasn't so much of a spoiler that you told us that he died. Um, oh, yeah. Because it's in the title. So there it's you in go. the title. Yeah. It wasn't really like super surprising. He has a suicide attempt yeah. like in the middle and I really thought he was going to die there. Oh. And the rest of the book was going to be about... Who knows? Yeah, Hannah thought that. I'm listening to the audiobook and I have like three hours left. And then Oscar dies. I'm like, what the hell's going to happen for the next three hours? Like, what the. And then, like. Well, I have the physical book. I can tell I'm not finished. Well, like 20 20 minutes later, it's like the book ends. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like that's that's it. Like, which is strange, but that's just the audio book that I downloaded. So came with another book. It had yeah. extra features. Go figure. Anywho, um, yeah. So do we recommend this book, Marty? Over. You already said you did, Hannah. Over. Okay, I didn't. I wasn't sure if we. I just wanted to wrap it up <laughs> and end the segment. Over the queue. Double wrap it. No. Um, over the hot zone. I would read the hot zone again over this. I would too. So. Hmm. I didn't read the queue, but I will never read the queue after this podcast. Okay. And we've done our job. Boys, we've done our job. <laughs> Success. Well, yeah, you, you, you've achieved more than I've achieved, which is completing a book. Good job. Oh, <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, I, my goal was twelve say, a year or twelve this year. I got one book down and eleven, little over eleven months ago. So, so I have only got one book down so far as well. I don't know if I'll make it to the forty that I said. It's going to be hard. Um, transitioning new job, I'm going to be doing a lot more reading than just books. So that's where I'm at. Anywho, with that, I mean, we are over an hour, guys. Um, what yeah, did we learn? We finished. What did we learn today? Nothing. Anything. Neil likes to get. What'd you teach us? A high at graduation. What did we teach you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what did Andy and Neil learn from our report about the book? I learned a lot about you guys. <laughs> no. Uh, no. All right, fair. It was very telling. We learned. I don't think it needs to be said that this is four white people talking about this book. Right. I think that... What? Or white? I actually think, despite the fact that you guys gave it a relatively mediocre rating there... Six isn't bad, actually. It sounds interesting to me. Like, I'm, I don't think it sounds... So I, I learned something about the book, I guess. The culture part of this was better <laughs> than the Q. The Oscar part of this. Oh. Like, the yeah. shift of culture. The Q was strange. Yeah, but this... this this was like this i got the cue which is like oh my gosh like yeah and like any part that wasn't about oscar i thought was actually very interesting so see and i like the parts about oscar better <laughs> i didn't identify with him at all i'm just like can you stop being a slob and just take control of well, your no, life and i i not. thought the oscar part would actually lead to a story <laughs> <laughs> it did not that's why it's like more engaged with the oscar parts <laughs> but I think a six out of ten is a fair, a fair um, rating. Well, good, cool, great. We look forward to the overstory is next week. Next week, the overstory. Yes. Can tell us about trees. Is there any Spanish language in the overstory? Um, they're going to be speaking ent entish. Ah, so very slowly. It'll be a three-hour podcast. Yes. Mm -hmm. You'll have to uh, wait until next week to find out. Okay, keep them on their toes. And with that, librarian, tell us what you didn't like about it. Find us on Plans Are Optional at Facebook, Optional Plans on Twitter. Anything else? Say your goodbyes. Say your goodbyes. Goodbye. Toodaloo, kangaroo. Wait a second, What was that? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Toodaloo, kangaroo.